Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joined each program in the studio with my dear friend, Emily Jaminette. We hope the show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop sp- spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Well, hello, Emily. How are you today? I'm doing great. You know, the birds are singing. The sun is out. It's warm in Ohio. So it's a it's a great day for it's me. It's a great day. And we are at one of our favorite places, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Yes, we absolutely are. And, and we have a fantastic guest lined up and topic that actually is very near and dear to both of us. Yes, we're going to talk about pilgrimages today. And also about the Blessed Mother. So this is an amazing opportunity. Pilgrimage, we may have had that on kind of the back burner with COVID recently. So this is an opportunity to start exploring these this beautiful gift of traveling and growing in your faith. And it's definitely different than vacation. I think for a lot of us, we're thinking of summer months. We're thinking about vacay, right? I just got to get to the beach. But pilgrimage um, includes an opportunity to grow closer to Christ and receive more graces. So um, we're very blessed that we have a fantastic guest lined up to kind of help us unpack this and, and pass this on to the women of Columbus and beyond. Amen. Well, we're going to be talking to Marge Fenelon. Marge is a retreat leader and a popular radio personality. She's a veteran journalist, and she's published dozens of Catholic and secular publications. She's the author of several books about Marian devotion and Catholic spirituality, family life, And today we're going to be talking about My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, A Marian Pilgrimage Across America, which was awarded a Catholic Press Association Book Award in the Pilgrimage Catholic Travel category. So we welcome Marge to the show. Hey, I am delighted to be here. We are so glad to have you. talk about our Blessed Mother and pilgrimage. Woo! How can you? How can you get better than that? I know what a what great topics, and I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet on the show. So we are just delighted to have you, Marge. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, first, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your faith journey? Sure. I uh, you know, <laughs> I, I always consider myself a spoiled child uh, because uh, cradle Catholic and never never had the temptation to leave the faith as, which which puts me in an i think sometimes an odd category because it was i, I was spoon fed my faith and by my by my teachers and my 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 family so it just stuck and 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 i've grown since the beginning deeper and deeper in into this faith that i feel like i never get to know enough about and at, at the age of my Marian devotion in particular, comes from a very holy priest who consecrated me to the Blessed Mother when I was just a year old. It's, that, that is a, that's a story that we would have to do a whole other show on that, but it just, it's, that's the crux of it. Is I always felt like I belonged to the Blessed Mother. That's my faith journey, and, and married a great, wonderful, blessed to, to have married a wonderful Catholic guy, and uh, we've got our four kids, and now we've got the, the bumper crop coming along, <laughs> the grandchildren. And it, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at me on that line, and that's what I'm all about. That is, I always say I want to lead the world to Christ through Mary. So beautiful. It is such a gift in what you're able to do and to use your writing, your journalism to for the Lord. It is a gift, and, and I always 
tell people, you know, oh, you did, you, there was some, you know, you did such a great job, or I love that book, and it's like, hey, you know what? Please thank the Blessed Mother because she is completely my inspiration. She, she's the one who drives the keyboard because I do sit down and I say, okay, what, what do you want to write today, Blessed Mother? And that, that's how every writing day starts out for me. Well, your book is about pilgrimage. So if someone's not familiar with this, can you tell us a little bit about what a pilgrimage is and why do people take them? Very, very simplistically, a pilgrimage is a holy journey. So in other words, it's as Emily had said at, at the beginning, it, it's not like a vacation at all. It, although you can have a lot of fun on a pilgrimage, the idea is that you are, you are removing yourself from your regular life and in as much as possible from society, from, from the ups and downs of the world, so that you can travel with God and to God, if that makes sense. You're, you're, you're taking time aside to journey not only to a destination, usually it's a holy destination. You know, we hear about pilgrimages to the Holy Land, pilgrimages to Lourdes, and so on. But it's also an interior journey where as you go along, you are going deeper and deeper into yourself and discovering what it is you need to, to clean out to be able to get closer to God and, and really look at that relationship you have with our Lord and His Mother and to open your heart to more fulfillment, I, I guess, or the more, more greater blossoming of that relationship. And so when we talk about pilgrimage, and I, this was, you know, especially important, and I, I did a lot of social media stuff on this when there were a lot of the, the lockdowns and so on, you don't always have to go physically somewhere to be on pilgrimage. And this is, this is why we ended up with this concept of a living novena, which is, which is what we titled this book and my other book, Our Lady Undoer of Nath, and it's also a living novena. It's, it's geared toward being able to lead the person on a journey through the pages of the book. Marge, you know, thanks so much for joining us today. And um, Michelle and I both are cradle Catholics, and we've been really influenced by our parents' spirituality. And I think one of the things we both share in common is the fact that our parents took us on pilgrimage. This was part of, you know, the awakening of our faith. And then I see the fruits of pilgrimage in the life of my children and my young adults. And um, my college son called me from a CC, you know, FaceTime me in the fall. And he said, Mom, I finally figured out the difference between pilgrimage and vacation. And he said, <laughs> vacation is all about you. And when things go wrong, you complain about it and you're upset. He goes, but when you're on pilgrimage, you just say, offer it up. And you're grateful for anything and everything. And he said, I actually realized that I was having a lot more fun on pilgrimage than vacation. So I thought that was a pretty cool summary from a 20-year-old, you know, passing ah. on that wisdom uh, to a mom. You know, you don't get a whole lot of that in life. No, you don't. You are truly blessed because I'm not so sure my kids would have said the same thing at the same age. <laughs> it is. And, you know, he's, your son had an important aspect that I did skip when I when I define what pilgrimage is, and that is that pilgrimage also needs to cost you something. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about in terms of sacrifice, doing without, a little bit of penance along the way. So great point. 
Well, he was doing a lot of hiking and he was saying that, you know, his buddy was complaining and it was kind of, you know, but <laughs> how often do we go on vacation and we think it's all about us, right? We got to have our vacation, our, exactly. our restaurants lined up. We got to have exactly the perfect place to stay and the perfect weather. And, and when we take on that spirituality of even pilgrim, you know, including a pilgrimage destination during our vacation, as for many of us, we're getting ready, you know, open up Google. There's a lot of wonderful places to travel. And I think that brings us back to your book, right? There's actual pilgrimage sites here in America, huh? All, all throughout, all throughout. So for the, for the purposes of the book, I chose nine, thus, you know, living novena. But, but I, it was agonizing. The worst, the hardest part of writing that book was deciding which places not to go to. Because there weren't all, a couple of them were immediate, where, oh, yeah, I definitely have to include that one. But, but it was really a struggle because it's like, oh, no, I just want to go to all of them. And literally hundreds upon hundreds, I had to stop searching because, because it was, I was tormenting myself. And I, I was back at the editor saying, oh, no, let's change it again. Let's say, and finally they said, you know, you can't change this anymore. <laughs> we're never going to get this book done. You need your nine, and let's pray hard about this. But, uh, even in your backyard, and, and I mean that quite literally, because many of these places that I looked into and then eventually included in the book are literally in someone's backyard. I mean, not, not on their own, you know, the property that they own, per se, but, but just within a stone's throw of where they are. And, and of and all I the places we, you picked, Marge, one of them is in our, quote, backyard. Um, it's Our Lady of Consolation in Cary, Ohio. So that is not far from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and Emily and I have been there. I know probably many of our listeners have. So could you share a little bit about that pilgrimage site and why you chose it? Oh, so fun. The, the, the history of, of Our Lady of Consolation, it, 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 the root is in Luxembourg. And, and a priest from a Luxembourg priest came and established this devotion to Our Lady of Consolation there in Cary. And it became, there are miracles, anecdotal miracles associated with this, this devotion, the processions that they would have under this priest's influence, the, the shrine that they had built that was just a place where everyone would come for literally what? Consolation and all of the various needs. You know, you had farmers who would go through very tough times. You had uh, children who were were suffering from maladies of various kinds that were that were brought there. And and it the the place impressed me because it's again it's it's fairly unassuming. I mean, I understand now that they have buildings and so and retreat house there and and the church and the shrine but but it was it's the area is it's just this this place this little beautiful place in Cary, ohio that enticed me you know my my husband was with me on that trip and we thought wow why did we schedule so few days here yes <laughs> we could have we could have stayed for quite a while the the idea of our lady of consolation i think is important for our day and age and, I mean, all of her many facets are important for our day and age. But many of us have been run through the ringer in the last few years. And this idea of running to Our Lady of Consolation is, I think it's paramount to healing. Marge, what was so impressive to me at Our Lady of Consolation was 
I remember seeing the crutches of people that came with crutches and left healed. And I think a lot of times as we are trying to impress the faith upon our family members, our grandchildren, you know, this is just a short, uh, a stone throw away from where we live. And there's beautiful stories to read about people not only having spiritual healings, such as healings of the heart, but physical healings in this gorgeous church. It's not just, you know, um, a, a little barn. I mean, it's, it's, Beautiful. So I, I'm really glad you were able to share. And many of our Catholic school students have gone there, you know, on pilgrimage. But summer's mm-hmm. a great time. Great time. Set some time away and take your family. Take your Feast family. Of the Assumption is a big one there. Yeah, lots of pilgrims yeah. come on the feast for the Feast of Assumption. If you want to show your kids, you know, a beautiful big outdoor mass, that is a beautiful place to go. Well, another shrine that you talk about in the United States that I have not been able to go to, but it is on my bucket list, is the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. And this is actually an approved Marian apparition site, correct? It is. Not only is it is it one of them, it is the only. It's the only church-approved Marian apparition in the United States. It is a place of... How can I explain this? It It is so... You feel... The Blessed Mother's presence there. Now, I can I could feel the Blessed Mother there with me at all of these various holy places that I visited. But but when you go to Our Lady of Good Help, you can actually it's as though you just know she touched the ground here. It literally it, because because she's right. It it's very difficult to explain. But I, I imagine it's the same when someone goes to Fatima or Lourdes. You you just know it's like wow. She was here. Wait, no, she's still here. So, so Our Lady of Good Help, 1859, the Blessed Mother appeared to a young Belgian immigrant woman. Her name was Adele Brees. <clears throat> and, and the long story short is she gave Adele a mission, and that is, of course, the, the, to receive the sacraments often, to make reparation and for sins. But then she commissioned Adele with the the responsibility, I want to say, of teaching the children, or Mary's words were, teach the children in this, what, what they need for salvation, teach the children in this wild country. And, and wild country at the time was referring to the Northwoods of Wisconsin, which was dense, undeveloped forest, and, and in parts where sometimes you couldn't even see the sun coming through. It was that thick forest. And, and very few priests, very little practice of the faith, not because the people were bad people, but they had, they had no guidance. And they were in great danger of losing their faith because of that. And, and then some of, the, some of the folks, they were Belgians, so some of them, although this is true of many European countries, you know, some of those old ways are a little bit scattered or speckled with things that are not truly Catholic. So this was the climate, and, and I, I, I'm, I can only guess, but it seems as though from the Blessed Mother's words, she saw this coming and realized, all right, these people are in desperate need of losing their faith. We need to, we need to get to that younger generation and start teaching them. So that is exactly what Adele did. She spent her whole life doing that. And there again, there are healings of all kinds. They don't, they don't, the, the folks at the shrine don't, 
focus on the physical healings, there, but there definitely have been. You see, not like in Carrie, not, our, not quite as extensive as Our Lady of Consolation in terms of the crutches and things, but, but there, there are, you know, you, there's crutches in the back, and there are many, many stories, even modern-day stories of people who have experienced healings there. So, so teach the children in this wild country, and don't we yet still have wild country where the faith of our children is threatened? or not being passed on at all. Thanks, Marge, for sharing that. And is there a favorite place that you like to take pilgrims or that you like to go? Well, I'm, oh my goodness, that's so difficult. I get every interview, I get asked this, and I, and I, the, the truth is, and I'm really not smoothing you at all, is that I love each one of these for a different reason. And, and so for me, for myself, my, my, a go-to place is Our Lady of Good Help, but I'm very lucky because I'm only two hours south of there. So it's kind of a no-brainer. You know, if I want to go on a, on a, on a one-day pilgrimage, I can just head up to Our Lady of Good Help. So, so I would say I, because of my roots also, my Wisconsin roots, I, I have a little bit more kinship, so to speak, at Our Lady of Good Help. But, but I, one of the ones that still puts my spine tingling, I, I would have to say, is Our Lady of Peace in Santa Clara, California, because she, I, I really encourage our listeners to look this up and see the pictures online, because, because there's this, this three-story high metal statue of the Blessed Mother, and you think metal, oh, ew, but it's, it's just, it's very classy, it's beautifully done, and, and it's right in the middle of Silicon Valley. So you stand at the feet of our Blessed Mother, and you can see Google, and you can see McAfee, and you can, I mean, it just, you just look around, and you can see all of these, oh, I don't even know if we, I should have mentioned brand names on, the, on air, but, but I think people get the picture. It's all of the big-time tech companies all around and here's the Blessed Mother boldly standing in the middle of them and, and in plain sight from the highway. And it's as if she is saying, uh-uh, no, this is, this is, my, this is my land, and, and I've claimed this for my children. It's very, very awesome. That's amazing. I know I love hearing about new places and integrating it into our family vacation. So we may plan something, but then we, I always try to find a little, little nugget of, of faith that we can experience on a, tr- on a trip. Yeah, and, well, and that's the point of doing this book, because maybe you are on a family vacation. Maybe you didn't set out to do pilgrimage, but just look around. You can find these sites online easily and see what is going to be near your destination. Maybe, and that would be really exciting, <laughs> it's going to be one of the, the nine that I featured in my book. But perhaps it's one that I didn't visit. Maybe it's one I didn't even know about because there are just so many. And, and take, take an hour or so, you know, depending upon the age of your kids and their interests, but there's always some kind of vital historical background for every single one of these places. It's astounding. It's nice, the devotions that go on there, and it's a beautiful church, and so. And I'm just speaking in general. But, but when you look at the history of it, it's like, did you know? Did you know that, for example, like in Ohio, it's, it's pilgrims from 
well, immigrants from Luxembourg. It, it, I mean, and all of the hardship that they went through. Every single one of the, the shrines, the holy places I featured in my book have that kind of background. That was one of the criteria. It had to have historical background that had bearing on our heritage as Americans and then our heritage as Catholic Americans. And, and it, it's just even churches just very close to me. If you, 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 see, you see a church and it founded such and such year, look it up. I'll bet you find some very, very awesome stories about that. Marge, thanks so much for joining us today and really inspiring us, telling us about your new book, uh, My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena, one of many books in which you've um, written and contributed to. Could you share with our listeners, you know, the best way that they can find you online? Yeah, the best way is to go to my website, margefenelin.com. And, and there I've got, I've got my books, I've got my podcasts, I've got all of the things, the different things I do, my, my speaking engagements and so forth. So it's, it's like my, my online encyclopedia practically, so margefenelin.com. Well, thanks, Marge. You have inspired me. I need to get back up to Carrie. I do, too. It's been I too long. Too. <laughs> well, God, You'll love it. You'll yes. love it again and again. Yes. I'll love with it all over again. Absolutely. Well, God bless you. And maybe we'll, we'll have to pilgrimage to Our Lady of Good Help sometime. They come to our conference. So just so our listeners know that the head of the Our Lady of Good Help from the shrine there, they send representatives and people to our conference every year. So you can visit with them in our vendor area and plan a trip. Uh, we even had the priest, Father Reagan, um, he did our confession talk one year. So we are have a, a, do have a beautiful connection with Our Lady of Good Help. So we hope that our listeners take advantage of that opportunity to pilgrimage there. So thank you so much, Marge, and God bless. God bless you as well. Huh. So great. What a great topic. I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. I can't believe either. And it made me think of that time. Okay, where did we go, Michelle, with all the relics? Yes, right here in Ohio. Um, the Precious Blood, Sisters of the Precious Blood are up in, oh, near um, Maria, Maria Stein. Stein. There Thank we go. Thanks, you. Dave. Uh, yes, we were speaking in St. Henry, Ohio, and everyone says, have you gone? And we're like, no. I mean, this is, what, two hours away? And neither of us had ever been. So we decided just to drive on over and go. And we went in in this little chapel, and there is... I don't know the most relics in the United States, but besides the church in Pittsburgh. But yeah, yes. I mean it's it's beautiful, and it's right in our literally like two Again, hours away in our backyard. In our backyard, and it is Marge is right. It is so important that we just take a moment from our busy lives to do these little trips and to make these pilgrimages. We need to set aside time for God, you know. And I remember that moment because we had an opportunity to just keep on driving, right? We'd give it a talk. We knew our families were at home and waiting for us. And we're like, let's go check it out. And I think it's those holy desires. It's, okay, let me put this in Google. I'm going here on vacation. What's around me? I remember another time, you know, we were traveling and we stopped and saw the baptismal font where, you know, St. Kateri was baptized. And my older kids still remember, mom, remember that church? And it was a tortoise shell. And this was really neat. So, I mean, it, it's not only awakens our faith, but it gives them, our children and our grandchildren, something else to understand and digest. The faith is not just made up today, right? There's a whole history. 
Absolutely. It's such a beautiful encounter for your family, your whole family to do these because you will always remember. You might not remember what you ate on vacation or where you, you know, even where you went to all these different little places, but there you remember these pilgrimage spots and they are so uplifting to your faith. And when things don't go well, offer it up. That's right. right. Old fashioned, old fashioned way. I think you and I both come from families where you probably need to hear it a little more often because life doesn't always go as planned. Yeah, and you know, it's going to be hot or you're going to, you know, you don't have the food you like or you need to go to the bathroom and, you know, all these little things that, you know, you complain about on, on a vacation. But when you're there to really grow in your faith and you're just like, it's all going to be okay. I am just here to soak in the graces. And that is such a true thing. How many, you just think of all the times you've gone on pilgrimage and you look back after you've gone and you see the grace you received that mm-hmm. for that doing that. A lot of times too, it's good to set an intention. You know, what is something that I really um, hope to obtain? It might be, I hope to, you know, grow in more, more the virtue of hope. You know, it might be something like that. You might be praying for the faith of a loved one or someone who's walked away from the church, but we can even combine intention to our sacrifices. Yes, absolutely. I mean, what's your favorite place? What's your favorite pilgrimage spot? You know, I like Europe I'm, and I haven't been there in a while. So my, my heart's feeling a little longing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a degree. Rome, you know, that is beautiful. And I've had the opportunity to go to Lourdes and Medjugorje. And it's those such beautiful. I just look back on those times as an Sister Faustina's convent and all the places I had to been in Europe that what a, what a blessing those have been on my faith journey. Really encourage me in, in times that I needed it. And you know, how many often, how many times do I pull back that memory and I'm consoled, especially to the Holy Land or when I open my Bible. So it's, it's different than a vacation. It really is. But we encourage you to make a bucket list of where you want to go in this world and, you know, what areas you want to, um, you know, deepen your faith through the experience of a pilgrimage. Amen. Well, let's close in prayer. And this is a pr- ancient prayer, ancient pilgrim prayer that's been used by pilgrims for decades to invite Mary, the mother, our mother, with us on pilgrimage. Wonderful. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Virgin Mary, help of Christians, we dedicate ourselves to your service. We consecrate our minds, hearts, and body, and promise to work always for the glory of God and the salvation of man. Protect the young and help the aged, save sinners, and console the dying. You are our hope, Mary, Mother of Mercy and Gate of Heaven. Pray to your Son for us so that we we may be filled with selfless charity and deep faith. Ask Jesus for those things which we cannot obtain through our own actions and help us in our present necessities. May we always see the will of the Father in our lives. We ask you this, sweet spouse of the Spirit, so that we may come to your Son in grace. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, that was a beautiful prayer, and I'm going to keep that handy before I'm headed off to Europe here on pilgrimage. I can't wait to hear all about your trip. You're going to have a fantastic time. Well, we thank you for joining us on Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to check out InspireTheFaith.com.